Welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we are going to be talking about the fifth book in the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J Maas, Empire of Storms. The penultimate book because I don't count Tower of Dawn as a book. Gentle insertion here that yeah, Tower of Dawn would have been next or it would be a tandem read depending on what you wanted be, to do. Yeah, it depends what you want to do. Personally, as, as I said last time, I didn't read Tower of Dawn. I don't think you read it either, Kenzie. No. Oh, I tried to, but... But we have a general gist of what happens while also yeah. we were reading like Kingdom yeah. of Ash, because a lot of things kind of come together then. But yes, no Tower of Dawn from us. Sorry, we are not <laughs> taking any questions at this time. We, we're just going to swiftly move <laughs> along. <laughs> don't come, no comment. <laughs> yeah, don't come for us. But yeah, Kenzie, if you want to give us the blurb of Empire of Storms, please. Yeah. Gladly. So, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that in. (laughs) Very ladylike. I just had, like, I could feel it, like, all coming down my nose. I was like, gotta get it. (laughs) Speaking of COVID. (laughs) Um, Blood will run, dreams will shatter, and army must rise. The assassin queen has sworn not to turn her back on her kingdom again especially when she might be the only one who can raise an army to keep the Dark King from unleashing his beasts upon them all. But Erwin will wield Aelin's past, her allies and her enemies against her. With a powerful court trusting Aelin to lead them and her heart devoted to the warrior prince at her side, what or who is she willing to sacrifice to spare her world from being torn apart? Oof, love that. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, Kenzie. Straight off the straight off the bat, yeah, just any any particular moment, like I know it's a big big boy book, a lot happens. Like, give us your thoughts. I don't wanna jump straight into I know it's kinda hard the last hundred pages. But like that's all because once you've read it, like all the lead up to it is just leading to that, so Yeah, I, I understand that. I guess one of the big things was seeing Aelin's plans come together, like calling in all her allies. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy seeing that, but I think I mentioned this last time as well. Like, I love all her plans coming together and I love seeing it, but sometimes I just want to see some of her planning on screen. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. I was going to say, because, like, the book is, like, what, 800-odd pages? Like, there could be a mm. little little moment of writing a letter or, yeah, whatever, or mentioning. I think there is an actual mention of claiming her life debts, but the, I feel yeah. like there needs to be a bit more than that. Like, we see her writing a letter, maybe hiding it from Rowan or something like that, or yeah. maybe sending someone to send it off, you know? That Yeah, and, like, you don't really know who her allies are, and I know that they are explained in Assassin's Blade, but also I know a lot of people who've read the series don't read Assassin's Blade until they finish the series, and then they go back and read it. So it can be confusing for people who don't know when to read Assassin's Blade. Yeah, I wonder if that's a bit of, like, a little... It's not really a continuity error, but, like, yeah, it's not really defined when you have to read it, unlike Tower of Dawn, whereas it makes sense in between a certain yeah. amount of books. Yeah, or chronologically, yeah. Yeah, chronologically, like, where does it actually sit? I know I haven't read it yet, but my understanding, it's more of a prequel, so therefore mm-hmm. it should be, like, either last or first, depending on, on how you go about that, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, damn. Anything else? Not until we get to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a hard one. <laughs> I understand that. But yeah, I was heartbroken. I was oh, screaming, crying, throwing up. <laughs> I was conf- a lot of confusion about certain elements and things. Um, super pissed off at uh, the characters' actions, and we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so much to take in. So much like lore and stuff as well adds to the confusing part. More, some more riddles. Believe it or not. 
<laughs> the only thing I've realised that I'm a little bit just too disappointed, but the first two books, it was all about like the the word marks and like the portals. And since mm. since Crown of Midnight, there hasn't been a lot of portal usage. I thought that was gonna play like a huge part in the series. Yeah. Uh it has I not think it so only far. comes up what, once again? Yeah. Once on yeah, time? it comes up again in Kingdom of Ash and then that's it. Yeah. And so a little bit disappointed because that would have been so cool just gallivanting in different worlds, convincing people to defeat the Valg, like it would have been cool. And when it comes up again, it's almost like a throwaway moment. Like it's pretty significant. It's another Aelin off-screen thing. Yeah, like it's pretty significant to the story, but it's not really explored. Which I thought that's the whole point of the series was going to be because it just seemed really important in Crown of Midnight and the first book. So yeah, and the way word marks were introduced and used as like this higher form of power, and then they kind of only just dabbled in like the same thing how. Aelin mostly just uses, like, blood to make, like, the locking rune to, like, lock people in place and stuff. Like, that's kind of the only word marks that come up again. I just thought, yeah, it had more significance, but apparently it does not. Um, I suppose that's the the frustrating thing with, like, having a high fantasy kind of world. Like, and even with characters, you forget about them every now and then along the way. Yeah, pick a lane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's my thoughts, feelings, emotions. And I know past couple of, like, episodes, we haven't really been talking about, like, the actual interpersonal relationships between characters. It's kind of been glossed over, or we've completely forgotten to talk about it. So I'm going to take, we're going to take this time now to just kind of go through them and have our little opinions. Like, it doesn't have to be too deep. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, the main couple, uh, Aelin and Rowan, whatever their ship name's called. What is it? Rowan? Rowan, yeah. We find out their mates, which is we've been new. Who saw this coming? Absolutely no one. Do we find out in this book? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know it's kind of yeah. It, everything blends together. Like which book yeah. things happen, which I will like to rectify. Astrin's backstory is in this book and not in Erifier, so I pre-apologize. I apologize. Oh, for getting yeah, that we wrong. went through a whole thing about that. <laughs> oh well, it's okay. It's fine. I assume people would have read the series by that point. Yeah, please. <laughs> so yeah, Aelin and Rowan, mates, husband and wife, the perfect sort of main character. But they're not husband and wife until it is an off-screen moment again. It is, yeah. And it's, yeah, a heartbreakingly devastating line. Heart, yeah, heartbreakingly, heartbreakingly devastating line at the end. Yeah, for sure. Where is my wife? <laughs> yeah, yeah, look. I was actually quite shocked because I was like, I didn't expect them to get married. Mm. But then, yeah, um... Sarah J. Mass did this in Akatar with two characters, and like I feel like in this type of series, we want to see the main characters have their weddings. I want to see the wedding. <laughs> I want to see the baby. <laughs> we all saw the mates thing coming. I mean, everything sort of leads up to it, like their powers, like synergizing with each other. That whatever that saying is, like Karenum. Karenum, yeah. Tick for that. The way they just like they just complement each other. Tick for that. It is revealed, yeah, about Rowan's um, former mate, Lyria, and how that all ties together and how that happens, which was also heartbreaking. Former fake mate. <laughs> yeah. And just the way it was designed as well, yeah, have have them be mates and then Maeve just takes them away from him in order to hate yeah. Aelin and prevent them from coming together. Like, that is such a sad, devastating story. Well written. Very well written. Devastating. And it's good that, like, Rowan does show his emotional side at the end so yes. deeply as as he does. Like, it's just fantastic. Alrighty. Not quite 
an intense romance as of yet, but like we definitely ship it. Uh, Dorian and Manon. I also heard some- Minorian. <laughs> yeah, Minorian. Um, yeah, I heard. I think you told me that the uh, audiobook call says calls her Manon instead, Manon. Of, Ma- instead of Manon. I'm like, I, pre- yeah. I just prefer Manon. I prefer Manon. And it doesn't matter with how you say Minorian either. So. Yeah. Oh, they have a cute flirtatious kind of relationship in this book, and they did, yeah, also have that kind of in Aerofire. I thought they were going to go down like a uh, saucy, spicy friends path. Yeah, a bit of an FWB situation. Yeah. I didn't think it would turn into the romantic. No. And like a witch, she's immortal, and he is not immortal. Well, we don't know because he has magic, though, so it might prolong his life. But she, I think there was talks in the book because someone did it, like Gavriel, I think, did it or something. Um, not Gavriel, Gavin, all these names, um, where she can tie her life to his. Okay. And then they, she would, like, die when he died or? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, relationship dynamic we didn't see coming he seems to really care about her but how do we feel about dorian kind of just being passed along all these love interests until someone sticks yeah (laughs) poor dorian Uh, normally it's like the female lead character that you know gets kind of i don't want to say passed around but yeah passed around ish on different love interests but but really from dorian what who have we seen him with aelin aelin sorsha oh sorsha i forgot about sorsha and now Manon. My bad. Although it, it probably is not as bad. As it, it just feels like he just got put in relationships a bit too quickly. Yeah, because he's also still young as well. He's yeah. 19. He's the same as Aelin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. Yeah, I, don't know. I just yeah saw it like that. I agree. Last thing I hate is to have an extreme disagreement. Oh, no. <laughs> Although disagreeing is fine. It's fine. Um, Another relationship dynamic that is explored in this book is Dorian and Rowan. Like, Rowan teaches Dorian magic and helps him train. Like, that is such yes. a good, like, big brother type type of vibe there. Or, like, a fun uncle. Fun uncle, sure. Uncle. Uncle. <laughs> but, of course, it gives, like, that little parallel almost between, yeah, Rowan and Aelin and Erefire, and then Rowan and Dorian here, without the romantic, obviously, subtext, of course. But, yeah, oh, it was just so fun. Like, Dorian was so open to learning magic, and he, him and Rowan having, like, a little bond. Like, it's just so cool. I'm sure... Dorian, all he wants was is to like have the, these friends again because he probably felt so alone in Aerofire being possessed. Yeah, yeah I, I'm just so happy for him. Dorian's a good boy. He deserves to be protected. He's just doing his best. I know, he's, he's done nothing wrong. I'm like, Kale! <laughs> Kale just has harsh words, alright? I've just realised, yeah, <laughs> the way he talks to Aelin pisses me off, but like, he fights the good fight at the end of the day. Yes, but <laughs> words hurt too. <laughs> yeah, they, they really do. Um, another relationship dynamic we find out along the way is that Gabriel is Adian's father. Father. So that's a fun little tidbit. Um, interesting how that played out. But again, like, not that it was a big deal. Like, I wasn't reading the book being like, oh, gee, I wonder who Adian's father is. I would really like to know. <laughs> just throw them in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's just an interesting plot device for then what later happens. Yeah, I wonder as an author, like, because Rowan just does have his cadre and about, if she feels kind of, or she felt inclined to connect, like, interconnect them, or the the people a bit deeper with the other characters, kind of like Gabriel and Adian, just because they're there and, like, there's already so many other characters 
Yeah, and like really what's your motivation to be there? Like yeah. just serving your queen or Yeah, because it'd be pretty boring and lackluster if they were just there for Maeve Maeve and her blood oath. Yeah. But yeah, father son. Gabriel gets a little bit like almost territorial with as like an entitled father trying to see Adian too early. Yeah. But then obviously Aelin allows Adian the choice of whether or not when to see him. So they haven't had much interaction in this book. But mainly because of yeah, Adian's choice. But hopefully we'll see how that goes into the future. Will they be able to work together? Will they be able to develop a relationship? We shall see. And the last main sort of relationship dynamic that sparked in this book in particular and moving forward is Elid and Lorcan, a very interesting... Oh, it's another 500-year-old man with a 19-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, look. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm not saying it's lazy writing, but you don't really need to develop him. I hate him. It's fine. He doesn't need a redemption. <laughs> but yeah, Elid and Lorcan. I'm all for people, you know, finding love and all that stuff, but like, it wasn't a coupling that I expected. Yeah, me neither. No, I didn't expect it. Didn't expect it, but kind of saw it coming in a way because they did spend a lot of time traveling together and hiding and fighting together. So that trope, that type of trope where they eventually fall in love anyway. But again, yeah, it's a... It's a lazy plot device to bring people together and give them meaning for why they should stay. Yeah, for sure. Hey, we're on to something, Kenzie. <laughs> we are on it. Also, just quickly, I hear people on TikTok call Sarah saying mass as mass, like Sarah J. Mass. So like I don't know if we're pronoun- I don't know if we're pronouncing her name wrong, but like Is this Anne like Anne? Is this Anne? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the correct word. Is this an American thing though? I don't know. First well Mass Australian would be like thing? Australian like uh, Sarah J. Mass. Like not Mass. Like the Mass. Mass Mass. I've just put a double A. Maybe. Yeah. People feel I've heard people say Mass. I don't know. I've just been hearing Mass on TikTok and I'm freaking out as if we're saying her name wrong. I'm sure we're saying lots of names wrong. I'm gonna throw into the translate. Ah yes, the trusty translate. But is it just gonna say Mass because it's American? (laughs) Mass. I'm just gonna say mass. I don't care. I'm saying mass. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> You're never gonna listen to this. I think it's the double A. Yeah, well, she didn't respond to my DM. You're not besties. <laughs> but I guess she was busy having a baby, so. Yeah, and like probably <laughs> writing all the Crescent City books that's gonna happen before Akatar, but that's okay. I don't feel <laughs> so sad. <sighs> Alrighty, with our little relationship kind of breakdown and our thoughts and opinions we are going to now just yeah talk about our, our points whatever we want to talk about um i've written mine out and hopefully it's in chronological 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 order <laughs> we're going so well oh no uh, here, here comes the checking it has to happen no i stopped it <laughs> right off the bat aelin has a meeting with the lords of terrison and this pissed me off because they didn't recognize Aelin as like a true queen, kind of of Terrison at the I moment. I also like reading the whole books. I didn't realize that Terrison was still like a functioning, running country. Yeah, I thought it was like, like run down. I just thought it was run down. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's for the taking. Like run down and abandoned. Like yeah, I like who are these people? And like Dara in particular, he just seems to take charge. But yeah, they don't recognize yeah. her. But like. Their rebellion is in the name of the Queen of Terrison, who is the Queen of Terrison, even though she's heir and not, like, you know, coronated as such. But, like, she is still the Queen of Terrison. Yeah. She deserves that respect. By birthright. Exactly. And, yeah, like, that really annoyed me. Sorry, not only did they not recognise her as Queen, 
but none of them were willing to step up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, none of them were willing to find the army. Yeah, and then they were also, yeah, they're like, we're not going to fight you for it. We're just not going to let you in. And it's like, then what's the point? Exactly. You don't have a leader. You need a leader. Exactly. (laughs) This this resembles the current boomer generation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She works so hard, but it's not enough. It's not enough. Just because you've killed a few people doesn't mean you get your avocado toast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If she killed five more Valks, she might be able to buy a house. (laughs) Um, And kind of while this is simultaneously happening, um, Rifthold is getting sacked and Dorian is there, you know, first day on the job (laughs) and it's destroyed almost immediately. Poor boy, can't catch a break. Of course, Rowan, you know, goes there to save him. And Manon kind of intercepts him. And in that in itself, against one of the Yellowlegs commanders or heirs or whoever the hierarchy is, yeah, it starts an inter, uh, interpersonal kind of conflict and further tussle with all the witches. But yeah, Dorian is saved with the help of Manon because it's nice to see Manon kind of still connected with the group, or at least with Dorian. The main kind of juice of the book is convincing Captain Rolf to join the army. Yeah, to, and give his armada. Exactly. They spent a lot of time in Skulls Bay just, like, waiting around and, like, talking and, like, everyone having their kind of moments with each other, like... Everyone having their angst. <laughs> like, Adian talks to Lysandra about Gavriel, the cadre all, like, talk to each other and, like, Aelin's talk... Aelin's not there yet, I don't think. No. But, yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're all, you know, having a little bit of downtime while also trying to, to yeah, convince Rolf. I was a little bit confused until I read the summary why Rolf was so important, and it's because his tattoos on his, like, arms and stuff is an actual, like, live map of Skulls Bay. <laughs> yeah, see, again, this is very relevant in Assassin's Blade. Because really? that's when magic is still around. Not magic is not still around. But, yeah, there's a big, it's called, like, the Captain and the Assassin, and, like, it's a huge chunk of the book. Okay. And, like, it's all about Rolf and Aelin and stuff, like... With the current dialogue in Empire Storms, they do refer back to incidents and encounters they've mm. had with each other. But, yeah, I just... Yeah, I was a bit confused. I didn't... I can't... The my first time I read it, I imagined it as, like, yeah, like a live tattoo of, you know, of the world or the continent or whatever. But then I was yeah. like, surely... I convinced myself that that wasn't it, and then I just wasn't sure what it was, so I just kind of ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll go ahead with this. But yeah, but that's a pretty cool concept, though, and the fact that it still works, yeah. even though magic is gone. But also what they made this big hullabaloo that he what sold his soul for it, mm. but then in the end, what, he just can't... What, oh, he's... No, wait, no. Never mind, doesn't his family die? Yeah, like his mother, mother and daughter or wife and daughter? Yeah, my bad. Something like that. <laughs> you tried to make a point and then it's like, nope. <laughs> I was like, nothing happened. And I was like, wait, turn it around. <laughs> but yeah, so that was probably, yeah, the real important reason why she wants him is because he's able to detect the armadas and, you know, regiments and all that type of stuff. He's a very kind of mm-hmm. OP, like, utility for them. Yes. You know, he won't do it unless he is declared, like, a pirate lord, which is, like, fine. Give yeah, it, like, him. he wants, yeah, he wants what, yeah, to be... He wants to be recognised. You recognise, yeah. And all these heirs and stuff like that. And then he has, like, there's, like, an ancient, almost, civilization amongst Skulls Bay. I'm going to pronounce them as, like, the Mycenaeans. Mycenaeans. I said Mycenaeans, yeah. Mycenaeans, and, like, they've all... Mycenaeans, yeah. ...seem to have dispersed, but, like, 
they'll only return if a sea dragon appears and I'm like, alright, that's a nice fairy tale for you. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, there's a tussle and Aelin is so powerful and Lysandra turns into a freaking sea dragon in order to in order to like, yeah. Uh, compel the Mycenaeans to come back and fight because there's a bloody sea dragon there. It's your narrative. Got to do it. Yeah, that was all Aelin's plan in order yet yeah, to convince Rolf. So kudos to her. Again, yeah, all this background stuff of like putting plans in place, doing things. Although we did see Lysandra had like throughout the days before it happened, like she was so tired and yeah. exhausted because she has been learning to training to, yeah training has helped to turn into a sea dragon in the first place now i don't know if it's this tussle or another tussle along the way but at some point aelin gets like she's so powerful that she gets possessed almost by a freaking god for like a few minutes like that was terrifying That's this one. okay yeah yeah she's possessed by yeah, no, cause she wore the yeah am- am- amulet or the word key, oh, yeah, which yeah. has the word key. So the god was able to come through the word key. Yeah, that amplified her power a little bit as well, I think. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and Deanna was able to sneak her way in. I thought the gods were going to be, like, nice, but she turned out to be a bit of a bitch. Bitch, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Why, why do gods have to be so nasty? Like, I had a hard yeah. time conceptualising, like, where the gods were and, like, what they would kind of be doing. Are they just sitting and, like, hunched over watching, like, a little ball of the world? Yeah, and then up until this point, they've been kind of, like... Mentioned. Invisible, omnipresent. Yeah. Like, entities. And now, yeah, and now suddenly they're like, oh, I guess, like, we'll give you this little bit of information. Yeah. But apart from that, you're never going to hear from us again. Which is, what? Another riddle. Who would have thought? (laughs) Sorry, what, in the end, was it, is this where Nameless is the price? Something along the lines Probably. Or is that in the mirror? I think it's in the mirror, but I, th- I think it's the mirror, but Aelin also simultaneously remembers Yellow Legs saying, Baba Yellow Legs mentioning it, I think. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, remember uh, to refresh everyone. Okay, no, no, no. It's fine. I'll just give the spoily a little bit. Um, so, yeah, they find out that, like, Nameless is the price for this lock to, like, lock everyone into what? A, a way? <laughs> yeah, like a word gate or something? Yeah, into, like, a pocket, into a word gate. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's called. And so, Nameless is the price. And way back in the first book, <laughs> when Aelin's forehead glows with the mark of Brannan, and then it's found out that it essentially just translates to nameless. So Aelin is the price. Remember, okay, now now that we've explained that, remember I said to you, because on my first read, I was just like, this doesn't make any sense, I don't understand, and then it was like revealed, and I was like, oh, shit. But remember, because I had said to you, I'm like, remember this thing about Aelin, like yeah. Selena, like... <laughs> yeah, nameless. So did it, like, when that was said, were, did you realise what was happening or? I realized she would be used as a tool for whatever this was but I didn't know it was to the extent that it was to essentially derive her of her entire life force yeah well I didn't even realize that had anything to do with her well <laughs> <laughs> but no I think you asked yeah like yeah something about it and I'm like is it the nameless and then when it came up I'm like the nameless and so yeah I just yeah. I did keep it in the back of my mind but yeah Claire is much more observant than I uh... <laughs> sometimes but yeah more riddles yeah and the whole nameless is my price thing i didn't know yeah how that was going to come about but yeah and yeah i thought it was all going to be solely on aelin but as we learn later in the book dorian's able to potentially do it so like what's the point of having the one significant thing and then again like 
that's the only other time that like what the portals come up but it's like where are my word keys where are my word marks like come on like give me some relevance to the first we've come so what is the original plot of the story exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) still pretty good nonetheless again maybe it's just the whole high fantasy thing where high stakes like you need to keep going up yeah so much is happening and and all that and i think deanna is the one that also mentions a lock maybe or mentions the lock yeah. I'm not quite sure. Because then, yeah, at some point, Brannon, through the little folk or whatever, somehow tells Aelin that she needs to go to a temple and sack it. And that's where she finds the witch mirrors. And then, yeah. And then, I th- yeah. And there's a lot of lore and, yeah, Valglor and battles and stuff amongst that as well. Yeah, like, all the lore stuff, I don't know if it was because I was just in a rush to kind of finish it, or I just wanted to get to the point of, like, Aelin's journey, perhaps. <laughs> Got a little bit impatient, may have skimmed a few things, but definitely <laughs> on my second inevitable reread, I don't know when it's going to happen, uh, I will definitely try and pay more attention. I, I still didn't on my second read. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You just want the basic Aelin and Rowan falling in love, we get it, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a slut for smart. <laughs> There is smart in this book. A little bit. There is. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rowan and Aelin go at it a few times, I guess. On the beach. Yeah. Their first time so together. Fun. So cute. All this, I'm not taking you in a small room. I'm not taking you against a tree. I'm not taking you where others can hear me. Sand is not a tree, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's a public beach, guys. <laughs> Come on. I wonder, I forget, is this before or after she kind of realises everything? I think it's even after this battle, actually. Yeah, it's after the battle. So, yeah, she's probably like, I don't want to wait anymore. And then just... Yeah, yeah, because she realises she's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that just makes it a little bit more sad now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, uh, I want to talk about, like, Lissandra. This is at the point where I feel like she is, like, the actual MVP of the entire like Terracing Court, like a sea dragon, like it's so epic. Yeah, and so that convinces the Mycenaeans. She's very OP, but I like it. And she's incredibly intelligent, and we love her for it. And yeah, she she just fights so hard for Aelin. I wonder if she feels like she kind of owes Aelin because Aelin did kind of save her from like Arabin and all that, and got her out of that situation, and has pretty much granted her freedom. And I think towards the end, discussed giving her ladyship as well in Terrison, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, an, like, an unclaimed part of land. Yeah, that she's g- given And that will be Lysandra's court. I wonder if, yeah, Lysandra feels like she kind of owes Aelin with that, but now nah, she puts in the good fight. She, she's yeah. earning her dollars and her future retirement, that's for sure. Yeah. Are we, speaking of Lysandra, mm-hmm. are we skipping ahead to the last hundred pages, or? Uh, probably not yet. Okay. Yes, the whole temple sacking, I kind of skimmed through, cause, and that's probably why I confused myself a little bit about the lore and what's going on with Brennan and all that type of stuff. But it turns out they were able to summon the gods anyway. Like, she could have... Yeah. And, yeah, anyway, convenient. <laughs> but, yeah, witch mirrors, they seem to amplify power, and, like, we learn later on that Manon and Aelin can go through one. We will get to that later. They heard that Elwi is, like, on fire, so they... Oh no, they find out that the lock is in the marshes in Elwi, so they decide to go off on a little adventure to to try and retrieve it over there. And so we've gone from Skulls Bay to Elwi for the first time. And I think Aelin's a little bit more emotional because, yeah, Nehemia's homeland. Nehemia. And her oath to Nehemia and all that. And I don't know when as well this happens. At some point, Lorcan bursts out. Wait, no, is Lorcan even back with them yet? (laughs) 
No, because this is where they run into each other because there's the 500. Wait. Wait. I don't know. I think. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Hang on. Reset, reset, reset. Is this when they're reunited? I think it's a little bit after, but we got to talk about Manon joining them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, not all good. So much. Before we continue on, we're going to quickly talk about like Manon and her indiscretions at the Rift Hold ransacking so she pretty much took <laughs> yeah a yellow legs heirs kill she had a kill claim on dorian apparently and that did, does not bode well with the uh witch clans at all and for her grandmother the matriarch as punishment astrin is like set set to die <laughs> maybe it's just like a protocol to keep the leader in check to have your second die on your behalf almost it's pretty cruel yeah and this is actually where we learn astrin's backstory sorry <laughs> I'm not going to talk about so it again. so much information packed in. We're not talking about it again. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, moving on. We get it. But Manon <laughs> feels a lot more emotional. She's like, how could my grandmother do this? Having second thoughts about this whole thing. Is Manon a bi-queen? She a bi-queen? Mm-hmm. As in? Alphabet Mafia? Oh, I think they're bi-queen as in the Crokens and <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm talking about women-led women-led Wednesdays. Uh, I don't know. I'd be down for it, though. I get the vibe. Um, again, <laughs> again, Astrid and Manon are cousins. <laughs> we established this last time. It's fine. It's legal. It's, I'll allow it. I wonder if they're distant cousins like Rowan and uh, Aelin. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so Manon's having second thoughts, and then obviously Astrid's execution comes about. Um, the 13 are ordered to fly away if shit hits the fan, and in true fashion, shit, shit, hits, the shit hits the fan, yeah. <laughs> and then Manon, Astrid ends up becoming free, I'm not sure how. Maybe some of the other 13 members did it, but um, released her. But mm. Manon is fighting her grandmother, it's an epic tussle. Um, it is also revealed that Manon is part Crokin witch, her father was like a Crokin prince, and like her mm-hmm. whole life goal is to destroy the Crokin like, species of witches, so she's a little bit torn by that. And she killed her half-sister in the end. Yeah, because she it? was a Crokin, yeah. Yeah, she was a Crokin. So she's left in two minds, because how awkward, like, you've been inadvertently killing your own people the entire time. And then, mm. yeah, oof. and so, yeah, she, Manon is severely injured, and then just after, and it's at the point where, when Aelin and all that are about to go to the marshes, or they're on the way to the marshes, like, Ab- Abraxas? Abraxas. Abraxas, yeah, uh, kind of leads Manon there. She just tells him what to get her to safety. Take me somewhere safe, and safety... yeah is people online say it's kind of because it's where Dorian was that Dorian is the safety or it could oh. still be the safety it could still be the safety of Aelin. yeah um but of course Manon is treated a bit like a prisoner cannot be trusted but of course Dorian sweet talks his way and Manon yeah. is on a <laughs> very light imprisonment. And they have a few flirty scenes, a bit of the phantom hand teasing. Like, we love a to bit see of the it. spicy spice. Exactly. Who knew Dorian was into a bit of spunk? Oh, no. But yeah, so yeah, at this point now, Manon has joined them. And I think Elite and Lorcan at the marshes, they find each other. Yeah, because this is where there is the 500 Ilkin. Yes. So then, yeah, because Aelin uses her power, which then makes her too tired to fight. In the last hundred pages. Yes, yes. Ah, click, click, click. <laughs> yeah, bef- just before I think Lorcan and Elid meet them, Lorcan sends out a burst of power as well, and this is stupidly significant at the end, and I'm forever pissed off. Real quick, let's talk about Elid and Lorcan's journey up until this point. What was? Hang on, Lorcan's power? Yeah, Lorcan as well. Yeah, because I think Rowan felt it 
because they were on the way there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he could just smell them, but... Nah, I think they he sent out a burst of power. Rowan recognised it and that Walken was on the way. Which is pretty bad uh, for him, considering the cadre are after him, wanting to kill him. Yes, and then because Elite gets injured. Yeah. But then again, these loopholes of like, well, if you kill him, then it like goes against Aelin. Yeah. Like, or something, and then which is against, yeah. But just but just because loopholes. it'd be against Aelin shouldn't necessarily stop Gavriel and Fenris's blood oath. Like, they should have ripped him to shreds. Like, because the Blood Oath... But then, no, because he's still on Maeve's mission, quotation marks, so if they kill him, it's detrimental to Maeve's goal. Okay. So then, yeah, they can't kill him. Loopholes, loopholes. All right, all right. Yeah, because, yeah, that whole little thing kind of confused me, because it's like, like it's it's your blood, hole, uh, blood Oath mission, like, kill him, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Quickly, let's just talk about Elite and Lorcan's journey. They have, we digress. They haven't had a fun time. Well, they might have no. had a bit of a fun time. They, yeah, Lorcan found a lead really early in the books. Uh, she's running to Terrison, away from Morath, from the destruction of the, the Honourable Keltane. Rest in peace. Not that we ever <laughs> cared about you. <laughs> um, yeah, and he tracks Elid and, like, yeah, they eventually come to an arrangement where he'll protect her to take her to Selena, and Elid doesn't know that uh, Selena is Aelin, but Lorcan does. Elid calls herself Marion. Uh, says, yeah, that's her, like, fake name to Lorcan, and... Which is her mum's name. Her mum's name, the one who sacrificed her life for Aelin. It breaks my heart. <laughs> and, yeah, they travel about. Elite is being hunted by some Valg Ilkin from Morath. Because she has the word key. Yes, and Lorcan isn't sure, like, why she wants to see Selena or why it's important, but he knows, like, it's probably in his best interest to help her. But don't you think he would be able to smell the word key? I think in one of the summaries that I saw that he, when she took it off, no. Because it's just a little stone. Yeah. Because it was in Caltain's arm. It just makes me think about, like, you know when Adian, he had the replica ring and he could smell it? I wonder if he could smell the magic. And it's not, because it's not necessarily the key. It's an object of, but probably, but then, yeah, he should be able to smell it. Maybe he doesn't. Oh, oversight. Maybe he doesn't know what the word key actually smells like. It just knows. That's it what I was going to suggest next. I was like, maybe he doesn't know specifically. Maybe yeah. it just smells funny to him. Anyway, yeah, they're constantly being hunted, and they manage to find a carnival and uh, manage to like hide away there. They pretend to be husband and wife. We love the fake relationship trope. <laughs> what could go Foreshadowing. wrong? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yeah, for sure. One bed trope. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure in this book as well, <laughs> Lorcan does the most like selfless man thing ever uses his shirt cuts it up as like period cloths for elite yeah we stand but also like we stand but also like the times this is mentioned that the men do it for the women like it's an odd amount of times that it's mentioned it's like we appreciate it but like why (laughs) it's like if i had a nickel for every time this happened i'd have three (laughs) nickels It's not yeah. a lot. Surprise! It's happened that many times. Happened three times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, nah, that doesn't uh, redeem him in any way. He can get stuff. Oh, no. I'll get to that later. Also, and they were about to do the doob and the Ilkin came. Yeah, and then yeah, they pretty much destroyed like the, any hopes of traveling with their caravan. Yeah. Their carnival. They pretended to be like yeah. like a fortune teller and like a yeah. sword spinner and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I feel like they enjoyed it a little bit. Like, they would have had to. It would have been really scary to keep you cover, but, like, yeah. they would have had a bit of fun. But, yes, and then 
I think in a tavern somewhere, they talked to somebody who I thought was a little bit important, which led them to to go to the marshes or to somewhere around there. And so that's where they head off next. They must have heard rumours of like some sort of yeah battle or something. Yeah, because they heard about the um, in Skulls Bay. Did you think, sorry, at any point that Lorcan and the lead would be mates or? No, because again, I thought mates was such a rare concept. <laughs> I honestly didn't even think that they were going to be romantically involved. I was just like, oh, cool, journey, journey. Yeah. I had this stupid <laughs> thought, like, he's too old for her. <laughs> but then there's Aelin no, okay. and Rowan. I was picturing um, a lead because I didn't make the connection that, like, she was the daughter of the of maid or whatever. I was picturing her as, like, a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> Honestly, same. Yeah, so and then I was like, hold up, like the whole time until my, like, obviously not my second read because it's X and stuff, but like, yeah, for a very long time, I was picturing her as, yeah, like a really young, like, teenager, like an Evangeline. Yeah, yeah, I didn't picture her to be that old, but then, yeah, it is revealed that she is of similar age to Aelin, if not the same yeah. age. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, wasn't expecting it. As you said, 500 year old men and the 19 year old ladies. Something about the 19-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. I really do hope for this, if it's ever adapted, and for Akatar that they do raise their ages slightly. Yeah. At least 22. Yeah. It is, it'd be the appropriate thing to do. This relationship, it's like, you know, Lorcan's the old grumpy guy and Elide's the, like, sarcastic, like, she challenges him and that type of thing. Yeah, because I saw it as, like, Lorcan was the substitute, like, the uncle she never had, yeah. the uncle she deserved. Right. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, like, that kind of dynamic. Yeah, I get that. But, yeah, I suppose once he's finished his business with whatever it was, with his own personal mission, yeah, why would he stick around? All right, we digress. Moving on. <laughs> Enough about Lorcan. I hate him. Right, yeah, yeah, I hate him too. Nah, it's good, good. I hate, yeah, he does, I'm going to say, he doesn't deserve love. <laughs> on the way to the marshes Aelin encounters an old frenemy I don't know uh, Ansel of Brycliffe apparently she was in Assassin's Blade very important and yeah she intercepted Melisande's Melisande's fleet and yeah is at Aelin's service calling in one debt at a time tick for that yep this was, so, when we talk about, oh, I'd love to have seen, like, these plans put in place, um, like, on screen, on book, I guess. This one is kind of, so, on my second read, it made more sense because I had read Assassin's Blade. So, when she, way back in Queen of Shadows, I'm pretty sure when she goes back to Rifthold, when she's in the fighting pits, she says she has red hair and everyone assumes that it's for Arabin, but that's what Ansel has and she gives Ansel Briarcliff as her name in the fighting pits. And that's like, yeah, call to arms. Yeah, and that's, yeah, the first sign. But it's 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 annoying how it's, yeah, a book ago. But then it's also like, yeah, you have to remember that one throwaway line, like, oh, my name's Ansel of Briarcliff, like, from two books ago. But honestly, Ansel of Briarcliff is such a cool name. It's yeah. so cool. It just exudes so much power and badassery. Yeah. And I loved the, the banter and everything between her and Aelin. Um, so yes, that's one of her debts called in. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we have an encounter with Maeve's Armada. Also, sorry, yeah, I'm just going, yeah, oh, yep, nope, this is on the right track. Continue. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Maeve's Armada is encountered. But simultaneously while this happens, Manon and Aelin go into the mirror. So mm. we'll pause at them for a moment. 
Because I loved what Rowan did in the night. Yeah, I was going to say that Rowan went, yeah. Rowan, into his cute little crow bird form, flew from ship to ship because a lot of the people who were manning those ships were like his cousins and pretty much technically his subjects because he is the prince of Doranel. And these are technically his people in a way. So yeah, he like begged them and like I think they all said we will consider it or something like that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, ooh, come on, Rowan. Yeah, he begged them to turn on Maeve. Yeah, because I think at this point they would have they would have been husband and wife, would you think? Yes. They would have been, yeah, secretly married and yeah, maybe that's why he was so emotional to them, because he's like, This is my yeah. wife. But also in like the land of Fae, does mate hold power over husband slash wife? Oh, in terms of like yeah, the hierarchy. Yeah. Because um, like even if they weren't married at this point, he's still like this is my mate. Like yeah, maybe I reckon. Yeah, but then even yeah, if he's prince of Doranel and then they're married, then she's she would be like queen consort or whatever of Doranel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never really, I never really, yeah, thought of like her title to Dornell, but I think he doesn't mm. actually want to be the prince of. She, he just no. wants to be in Terrison, and I think, yeah, perhaps spoiler alert, spoiler not alert, maybe, but it is <laughs> given to his sister or whatever, or one of his yeah, cousins yeah, instead. Yeah. So, but yes, Rowan bouncing between ship to ship, begging them, like, oh, I was like, Rowan, what are you gonna do? I thought he was gonna like silent attack in the night. You know, trying yeah. trying to assassinate somebody. Maybe Aelin taught him a thing or two. But yeah, no, that was really sweet. And yes, Aelin and Manon go into the mirror together. And this is where I get hella confused about what's going oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out Aelin and Manon are like reliving kind of the past of Elena and Gavin, who are for the yeah. first time trying to seal Erewhon away. Yeah. So it's a very lengthy kind of description, but so essentially what is revealed is that they didn't actually lock him away. Not for all eternity, because that would require Elena to like sacrifice her entire life. Yeah, and it would mean that she wouldn't be able to see Gavin in the afterlife. That that is yeah, very the very utmost basic way to put it, yeah. And yeah. all in all, that is so selfish <laughs> to then put it yeah. on this girl who has no idea what she's worth to the world. Yeah, because it was on her bloodline. Yeah, and then expect her to die for Elena's mistake. Like I saw a theory. It's sad. But so, because it was about like the Galanthinius bloodline and like so they have to sacrifice. So it was basically like if Rowan and Aelin had a kid and then the kid died, then technically... Like someone from the the Galanthinius line has sacrificed. Interesting. I'm still a little bit confused, but yeah, same. I was like, what? But anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really out of pocket thing. Like, <laughs> like I never thought that like there's an afterworld and then there's an after afterworld. Almost it seems like you yeah. really absolutely <laughs> perish. Yeah. And I think this is also revealed, or it could be in Kingdom of Ash. I'm not sure. Nehemia's involvement, or is that in Kingdom of Ash? Kingdom of Ash in the portals, I think. Okay, never mind. Yep. Yeah, like, yeah, how selfish of Elena. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, I'm dead. Like, I've spent my life with this man, but oh no, I want to be with him in the afterlife as well. Like, you're dead. But, like, they're also mates, so is that where you prioritise their significance, as we just talked about? But then, like, surely, like, if that was the deal, then Gavin would be like, alright, I'll sacrifice my afterlife as well. Like, what's so important about this afterlife together? Like, yeah, you, you can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, you're just, like, invisible, omnipresent things. Like, what are you doing all day? Is, just, is this yeah. just, like, a TV screen of Aelin's life they're just watching? <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know what? We'll throw a bone here. Yeah, incredibly selfish of Elena. 
this poor girl. And also it is revealed that Dorian is able to do it too. Because he has Mala's like, bloodline or whatever as well. Yeah, yeah. Because of his magic. And I think that makes him and Aelin semi-related as well. Like, very distantly. Oh, of course they are. Everyone's related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Manon is, is there just to witness everything. I f- for a second before recording, I thought, maybe, did I read that, like, Manon is able to do it too? But probably not, no. No. But, yeah, that whole past sequence messed me up and also, yeah, had me a little bit confused. And yeah, while they're in there, yeah, battle is ensuing amongst the Armada and everyone is surprised when the white thorn flags are being held up high and proudly and they're turning their forces against Maeve. Fantastic. Chef's kiss. Lysandra is doing her thing, killing things in the water. Chef's kiss. Adian's on, like, probably a harpoon or something, just shooting things. Fantastic. Yeah. And Lorcan tells Elite to, like, chill on the beach somewhere, and then they realise, oh, Maeve's over there, mm. where Elite is. And so this is where, oh, shit, hits the absolute fan. Screaming, crying, throwing up. Once again, I finished this at, like, 1.30 in the morning, so I was a mess. <laughs> so yeah, thoughts, feelings, emotions, Kenzu. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was it. I was like, they're dead. Like, they're all dead. There's one book left, but they're dead. They're dead. Well, at least I was like, at least Aelin, like, is dead. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Maeve. Maeve has Elite as kind of a mini hostage. Rowan is fighting. Aelin and Manon are on the beach with Elite and Maeve. And Lorcan is there. Can. 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 I say it because it's spelt like cans. Okay. So can. So I say Can. Can, which is like a Rowan's replacement card, like Blood Oath person, is there. He's sadist. Yeah, he's pretty uh, nasty. Um, they pretty much bargain with Elite's life, so Aelin pretty much gives herself over. Yeah. And so as a test of power, like Maeve orders Can to to whip Aelin, which is oh, heartbreaking because we know how we feel about her and, and whipping. It's just yeah. <laughs> breaks my heart. And obviously Manon isn't doing anything, because I think Maeve told her, oh, if you stay out of it, you'll be fine. And she's like, fine, yeah. fine with that. I think also, yeah, because Aelin has already slipped her the word key. Like, yeah, Aelin's already been like, stay out of it. Yeah. Yeah, do everything you can to just at least leave with the word keys. Yeah. And yeah, so Maeve is whipping Aelin and a part of the little, I don't know, arrangement is for Aelin to like count out the lashes. Count. Supposed to be ten, but she doesn't count at all, and oh, just an act of defiance. Like start again every time. She yeah, doesn't I count. hate it because everybody's watching. Like, I know, but I think she's also—is she buying time for yeah, everyone yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, of course. She, like, because she's hoping yeah. like Rowan would come and like everything yeah. else at the end to come. But yeah, like, but how kind of humiliating would that be? Like being seen she's so also weak. Topless. Yeah, topless and magicless yeah. because she's used all her power in order to yeah. fight everyone else leading up to this point. Yeah. And yeah, then it just it just gets decided. Maeve like packs her up, puts her up in a in an iron box, put a mask, and so she can't use any of her powers. Exactly, she is as chained uh, chained a fae as any can get. You know. Yeah. Um, Elite is like begging Lorcan to do something, but Lorcan. Oh, and Fenris is there. Lorcan and Fenris yeah. are being ordered to stand still, and so Elite's begging Lorcan to fight, but like he can't do anything. Not that he even tried, but okay. And yeah, uh, I- Gavriel or someone is there as well because aren't too too a let go of the blood oath. Yeah, at the same time, I yeah. think because they didn't kill Lorcan. 
Gavriel. Yeah. Like, she released Gavriel as yeah. a form of dishonor. Yeah, without honor. <laughs> yeah, Gavriel seems to be, he wants to be seen as an honorable person. So, obviously, being ordered that, like, you are without honor, like, it probably hurts yeah. him pretty deep. And then she lets Lorcan go once Aelin's packed away due to, I don't know, being unfaithful. Also discovered that Lorcan, that Maeve knew that they were going to be there because of Lorcan. Yeah, because Lorcan, that magical wave of power, because you know how Aelin's kind of summoned that Valg with her burst of power, he did the same thing, but it was for Maeve. So this is all Lorcan's fault. And so he's like, yay, like, I did good, but it's kind of bad. And then, yeah, she's just like, well, you're released from your blood oath. Because, because you, yeah, he couldn't do anything right. He tried to keep in the good books and she's just like, no. But also initially at the same time, I thought it must have, it's pretty stupid of Maeve to let go to of like one of the like the strongest females most experienced warriors out of her yeah. grasp in general i'm like that is so stupid to yeah. do but she could yeah force them to do anything exactly like that is i feel like she may be too arrogant yeah because obviously i begin to think now oh she wants to she wants Aelin as part of her like little blood oath posse like that ran yeah. through my mind and so why would they need she need them if she has Aelin, you know yeah but yeah anyway Lorcan. He can. Ugh, this is all his fault. Um, and yeah. But she doesn't release Fenris. She takes Fenris with them. He's a bit of a bargaining chip, I guess you'd say, as yeah. well, because he is the least resistant to the blood oaths. Because Gavriel could withstand it a little bit, but Fenris mm. is quite sensitive to it. So. Yeah. And plus, he has his brother to kind of torture him, I guess, with it as well. Yeah. And Aelin tells. Uh, someone a lead on Manon tell Rowan that it was all borrowed time yeah, anyway yeah because <laughs> <laughs> so she knew that she has to die somehow for this to all be fixed yeah but now she's been taken away so she's gonna be tortured before dying somehow yeah oh boy and then yeah they pack her up on a ship and they disappear and of course two seconds later Rowan rocks two up. seconds Rowan with the infamous, where is my mate? Where is my wife? <laughs> Shock horror. We didn't know that they were married. It's a quick little rewind. I think Maeve had a bit of a spiel as well that, oh, like, how she tortured Rowan. And it's like, oh, I gave him a false mate. And then I killed her and the unborn child. And it was just like, <laughs> tears. Heartbreaking. And this is all Lorcan's fault. Lorcan had no respect for Aelin. I feel like throughout this book as well, because he kind of fell in love with Elid. All of his motivations was for her to protect her. Like, he does not give a rat's ass about Aelin. I don't care yeah. what he does in Kingdom of Ash, even though I know I've read it, but I'm trying to <laughs> not be vague about it. <laughs> like, no, this is a complete and unforgivable act. Because you know how, mm-hmm. you know, people find Kale annoying, but like, he's never turned Aelin over to her greatest enemy right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Kale is a good boy in comparison. So yeah, Lorcan, he fucked up big time. And I think he got off a bit too lightly. I think, mm-hmm. no, I think only Elite confronts him about it at some point. I don't know if it's in Kingdom of Ash or here. But she realised that, like, oh, you summoned Maeve to be here. And then he yeah. and then he admitted it. And then, yeah. But then it, it gets brushed over. I feel like no one else really knows about that. They just see it yeah. as, like, an unfortunate kind of happenstance. 
kind of tiny, timing it. And some people are probably going to argue the blood oath, but like she, he wasn't ordered to summon her yeah. with the best of power. And also, Venris and Gabriel like were fighting against the blood oath as well, and they didn't ac- they didn't summon her. No, exactly. Through, and they were using their powers all the time. Yeah, no. Nah. Lorcan did this out of his own pure selfishness. He wanted to get into Maeve's good books. He wanted to be on the winning side of whatever war this was, and he was made a fool. I think at the end as well, because he ended up, I don't know, collapsing or on the ground or something. He was like crawling after Maeve, but he admitted yeah. he was crawling after Aelin. Like I don't, I don't care if that's written. Like he does not give yeah. two shits about Aelin. He never respected her. All of his motivations is just for for Illid and her now future forgiveness if she forgives him. I don't care what happens. I don't forgive him. And it annoys me when I see a lot of people on TikTok and online say, Lorcan's my favourite character. It's like, what do you mean? Did we read the same book? (laughs) He did this. He's the reason why. (sighs) The ending, of course. (laughs) The rest of Aelin's debts seem to arrive five minutes later. (laughs) We have the silent assassins make an appearance. They're like, oh, we're here for Aelin. We've got the Prince of Wenlin, Galen Ashriver, which is... Adian's cousin, or would be Aelin's cousin as well, I guess. Um, he arrives with the Wendlin army here for Aelin. And then we've got, like, is it Ilias, the master of assassins? He is here for Aelin, but Aelin is nowhere to be found. Unless. But no, uh, yeah, Lysandra is decided, is revealed that Lysandra is to be playing Aelin for the next foreseeable future. Yeah, so for however long or whatever, um, Lysandra is shapeshifted into um, Aelin and then she's going to do all the Aelin things. Mm-hmm. And this was decided, obviously, like prior to this, like, I guess it was Aelin's, you know, if something was to go wrong, do this. Yes. They had it planned to a T. I like this. I'm going to bring up the other thing in a minute. <laughs> I like this plan, but it's a lot, and I would have liked it if it had been, like, from, like, Rowan's point of view at some point or whatever, seeing, like, Aelin and Lysandra, like, going off and talking, or, like, sitting on the beach and talking, and he's probably just like, oh, like, they must be talking about girl, the war girl stuff. and the men or something, girl stuff, like, not this huge thing. Because, <laughs> like, it's like, plant me a seed. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, Rowan, can Lysandra and I have a private word, please, or something like that. Yeah. So Aelin also made it so that eventually, yeah. so when they needed heirs, yeah, because the children, if Rowan and Lysandra had children, they wouldn't look like the Galanthinius's. So Lysandra, as Aelin, was to seduce Adian. <laughs> have his children so that they would have like the hair and then the eyes and Adian is like outraged by this and disgusted as if he didn't want to fuck his cousin the whole time (laughs) oh brings me to another point real quick I think in this book when they were talking to Darrow really in the beginning uh, about this whole leadership and like who would reign and all that type of stuff that if something were to go to hell when, like, Aelin was growing up, they would have been betrothed, her and Adian. Yeah, they were going to be married, yeah. But then Adian was disgusted by that comment, so, like, that kind of confirms he never wants to fuck his cousin, but, like... <laughs> but, like, he <laughs> the does. Sub- the subtext is there. It's there. But also, and then I didn't realise, if Lysandra was to play Aelin for the rest of time, where's Lysandra? <laughs> yeah, Lysandra just died. <laughs> she did? <laughs> she died in war. But, yeah, oh, this is whole complicated. Yeah. And, yeah, of course, Adian... He's been kind of pissed off the entire and book. And pissed that he, yeah. Never gets told anything, isn't in the loop. To be yeah. fair, we're and not he's in... he's pissed off at Lysandra. 
we're not in the loop. Yeah. He was pissed off at Lysandra that she would even like consider doing this. But it's like she's serving her queen better than you're serving your queen right now because she's willing to do anything to like keep it together. Yeah, that confuses me as well because yeah, Aiden would do Ad- Adian, not Aiden, Adian. <laughs> he would yeah do anything for his for his queen. Like he fought for Ardalan. He would do anything but fuck his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> he fought for Ardalan in order to like have that sort of trust with the king. And I guess Erwin at that point, like, he went yeah. that far for Aelin. Why can't, yeah, he let Lysandra do this? A bit hypocritical. I guess it might it must show off a bit of his immaturity as well. Because mm. he is still a young guy as well. Mm. Aelin essentially has her army. Yep. Or at least a very with good no start. <laughs> with no Aelin. Yeah. yeah. Well, with fake Aelin. It, I didn't even realise until, like, the beginning of, or even in Kingdom of Ash, where, like, Aelin is known for her huge power outbursts in battles and I didn't think that Lysandra is gonna have that problem. Yeah. But yeah. <sighs> yeah, this, this is fucked up. Do you have any final thoughts, feelings or emotions? Um Lorcan unforgivable. I don't care what anybody says. Uh Lysandra, the true MVP. Rowan, it's so sad. <laughs> Would have liked to yeah have seen the wedding or at least a ceremony. Yeah. I'm glad that Elide kicked Lorcan to the curb as well in this moment. <laughs> Sets up a big task for, like, Manon and Dorian because they're sent off to try and unite the witches. Yeah. So Dorian is helping with that while he has the word keys, keeping them as far away from Maeve as possible. Also, real quick, you think Maeve, Maeve would have could have smelt the word stones as well? Like, why would she leave with Aelin without checking if she had them? Because she was so convinced that Aelin physically had them. I mean, she did, but, like... And you would think she would know more so what they smell like because of that thing. Yeah. She would have been able to recognise an essence of them. Or maybe was she She would have been too proud and that she has Aelin that she just didn't think about it. Yeah. I think her plan... Because she doesn't really care about Erewhon. Like, the word keys were just like, oh, if I get them, then yay. Power bonus, I guess. Yeah, but I guess Aelin was a good consolation prize. I still think it was very stupid of her to let go some of the most deadliest high fey and demi fey males yeah. in all of time. And a witch. And a witch, yeah. To let Manon live like that. Um, and yeah, we are left with yeah, Dorian with the witches and Elide, Lorcan and Gavriel are going to help Rowan find Aelin. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then Lysandra and Adian are going to try and fight for Terrison again, make their way there. Despite Adian's like, disgust and hatred towards Lysandra right now. Yeah. It's like, you, you treat my queen with respect. But yeah, oh. Yes, the last hundred pages, so many uh, emotions, so many what-the-hell moments because, yeah, the whole mates and the... This is nearly my fa- I think this is my favourite book in the whole series. Just because of the last... Just like, yeah, the last hundred pages, it's just written so well. It's just punch after punch after punch. It's how we like it. <laughs> I like it. But we also like not being too surprised <laughs> by off-screen moments. But that's just us. Alrighty, damn. Final thoughts, feelings, emotions for you, Kenzie. Or we covered it all. I think I yeah just covered it in that little chat. What a big book, and what a big setup for like Kingdom of Ash as like a final, the the finale of such a series. Do you want to give a quick rundown? Oh no, we've already did the Tower of Dawn thing, did we? Yeah, sort of. Alright, quick overview of Tower of Dawn as far as we're aware. Uh, Nezrin and Kale go to some place. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but southern continent. Uh, southern continent to the Torsesme. And yeah, uh, they find healers, and Aelin sends him to kind of develop another army, send an army back to help Irelia. 
or to help her. He falls in love with a healer. They get married. And apparently her magic is linked to his leg, so if she is full of health, he is able to walk. Yeah, her healing magic, yeah, is linked to him. And if she is exhausted, he is then kind of back to being kind of paralysed, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty... It's, it's a huge trust type of yeah. exercise. I'm pretty sure Nazred gets betrothed or, like, falls in love. And is it... I think I've read a little description that her family or someone's from there. Like, she has a relative yeah. from there. So that's her connection. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, we'll see if they manage to make it in time in Kingdom of Ash. Yeah, we can give, like, a quick little summary at the start of Kingdom of Ash. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I didn't expect Aelin to just be, like, swooped up. I know. Yep, again, sets up a big f- finale for the series. All right, th- <laughs> thanks for listening. Keep an ear out for the next, for the grand finale uh, of the Throne of Glass series. Kingdom of Ash. Like, follow, subscribe on our YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram. All links. Once you find one link, you'll be able to find the rest. It's all, yeah, Letterbox Book Club. It's all on Instagram and Spotify. But yeah, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.